Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad talking about what I will be playing this weekend. Tonight, we are going to be playing a game called Lords of Waterdeep. Now, Lords of Waterdeep, I'm going to call a classic worker placement game. And you say, well, a classic game, doesn't that have to be like 20 years old, 30 years old? Well, I would typically agree with you that it would. But at the rate that games come out with the same mechanics or the same line of mechanics, it's just, at this point, there have been hundreds of worker placement games that have been made since Lords of Waterdeep. And Lords of Waterdeep is still one that is going to sit on many people's shelves as one of the standards in their collection. So, yes, I'm going to call it a classic uh, worker placement game. Lords of Waterdeep is basically set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe in Waterdeep where um, you can go to different locations to complete different quests. Each quest is going to ask you to uh, gain different cubes. Each cube represents like a wizard, a cleric, a rogue, and a a fighter or something like that. You're going to get different cubes from going to different places. If you go to the tavern, maybe you get uh, an orange cube and a black cube. And maybe one of your quests requires you to have two orange cubes and one black cube. So once you acquire that final cube, you're going to be able to turn in those cubes, which are all, which translates into uh, uh, heroes or, or, or the people who are helping you on your quest. And you're going to be able to turn those in, and you're going to be able to uh, get those victory points. There's other ways to get victory points. At the beginning, you get some kind of noble that is going to give you uh, victory points for completing uh, many different... Um, I don't know, piety quest or arcane quest, things like that. At the end of the game, you turn in all the quests that match that type, and you'll get two victory points, something like that. Maybe your long-term goal is to buy buildings, and uh, buying buildings is another way to get more resources because people can go to your buildings and gain resources for themselves, but when they go there, if you own that building, you also get a resource too. Most people know how to play Lords of Waterdeep by now. It's a great worker placement game. It's very smooth, and I think it plays over six rounds, maybe seven. And uh, it's just a really, really nice game. I love the way it works. Uh, If you go to a place, somebody else can't go there unless they have some sort of special ability that would allow them to go there. It's a really good game. So what I'm playing tonight, what I'm playing this weekend, I'm going to be playing Lords of Waterdeep. And, of course, I'm obviously going to be playing Thunderstone again. But for right now, that's it. I want to hear what you guys are playing this weekend. And, uh, as always, check us out at Theology of Games and check you later. Okay, so Jeremiah posed a question yesterday about travel games. He's hitting the road. He's going to uh, Florida and Disney World with the the wife and kids. That's awesome. So excited for you, man. Travel games, what fits well into your luggage and what is going to play well on a coffee table or an end table? Um, here's a couple that I, I that come to mind. There's an older game now, uh, a couple years old now, called uh, Fidelitas uh, by Jason Katarski and Green Green Couch Games. I know uh, Jeremiah is a good friend of Jason, and I love this game. It's really neat the way that it lays out. Um, there's a couple different locations that are on on a card, and <clears throat> the cards are uh, on each side of the card. There's a separate location. And then you're going to be playing characters to uh, those locations. I think there's five, six locations total, or cards total, 
which would give you 10 to 12 locations, one on each side of those cards. And um, you're going to be playing these um, these medieval characters into those locations. Every time you play somebody into those locations, or every time you play a character, you're going to be allowed to manipulate and move somebody else's characters to a location or to a different location. The goal of the game is, is you have these cards, they're called... Um, Missio cards, I think, and they're going to be your missions, basically, and if you can get so many soldiers at the market, you're going to score five points. As soon as you get your uh, four soldiers at the market, you score five points. So basically, you're manipulating these sets and moving them around the board, uh, not the board, but the different locations, and it's really quite fun. You've got a hand of cards, you get some new cards as, as you take each turn. Really enjoy Fidelitas, and um, it's, it's a really nice lightweight game. The other thing you can do is you can grab a little cinch sack bag, and you can uh, take Splendor, throw it in a bag, and then Splendor takes up no space on a table at all. It's very, very small. You just need enough room for a little, uh, what is it? Is it a 4x4 four four grid, a 4x3 grid of cards? Couple, couple noble tiles and your gems, and you're good to go. So I would say uh, Fidelitas is a great game to travel with. Splendor is a great game to travel with. Don't take the box, throw it in a cinch sack. If you're worried about those cards getting damaged, throw them in a deck box, no big deal. Um, Fidelitas, Splendor, pack them up, take them wherever you go. That's it for now.